Hey, what's up? How you doing? Merry impeachment. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the Vaginal Report. I am your host, Aubrey Tompkins, and um, today it's going to be kind of a deep episode. Um, I there are two topics in particular that I would like to talk about, which I think show two totally different sides of our, um, justice system and of our government. Um, so, you know, before I hop into all of that, um, because it's gonna be, it's gonna be some deep shit, guys. Um, so before I hop into all of that, I do want to say thank you to everyone who took a listen to the second and first episode. Some people went and listened to the first episode. Um, new, newer people went and listened to the first episode. Um, and um, about 21 people or so listened to the second episode. Thank you so much to those awesome 21 people. I graciously appreciate you. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um just to kind of hop right into everything um it has been some fucked up shit happening this week like seriously um it seems like the more and more i read the news and the more and more i thumb through facebook the more and more i find things that i really want to talk about um and at first, I did have a couple of other things that I, were, I was going to talk about, but I feel like I'll save them for, you know, some of the episodes for the new year. Um, but these two in particular topics are, you know, kind of what's going on right now, right now, right now, like in the news right now. Look online. You'll find them going on. Um, just a quick announcement. This will be the last episode of the year. Um, I know it's, you know, oh my god, but you've only had two before this one. What are you doing? Um, yeah, next week is Christmas, so. And then the week after that is, you know, literally a brand new year. So, yeah, I'm taking Christmas off to spend time with my family, so. Sorry, guys. Um, but, uh, Right now, I'll, you know, leave you guys with this deep shit that we're about to talk about now. Um, I do have, uh, for everybody wondering, because uh, I did get some funny comments from, you know, my friends who listened before. They were like, it was hilarious that you said you were lighting your candles. I legit have candles lit. Like, that's how I savor the mood. And that's how I get all up in the mood to record um, this sick shit that I talk about. <laughs> uh, don't have quite as many lit today. I do have my two. I have my little pyramid uh, candle lit and my little green candle 
of course I got my crystals up and whatnot to provide the the wonderfully witchy energy that is me um but today we will not be talking about witchy energy we will not be talking about you know anything like that and yes I know by now people are so sick of hearing about it because I am so sick of hearing about it but um I will be talking about the whole impeachment thing um I do have a couple of you know minor thoughts on it um but I did want to open up with something first that I think I, is kind of being overshadowed by the whole impeachment thing. A lot of stuff gets overshadowed when shit like this happens. Um, so at the moment, I'm going to talk about this case involving a young lady, and her name is Crystal Kaiser, out of um, Wisconsin. She's 19 years old. And Crystal is on trial right now, facing life imprisonment for killing a man named Randy Voller. Uh, now, a little bit of backstory on this case. Um, at the moment, I think the ki- the trial is like just now going on right now. I'm still kind of gathering information on everything, but um, trial's going on right now. And um, but the whole situation started what well, started long before this but uh, the whole situation pretty much started back in 2018 when this murder took place um so uh i don't i'm the type of person where you know i if you know me you know i watch criminal minds religiously like super religiously Um, and I'm the type of person where I don't like to, in cases like this, I don't like to glorify the sick fuck behind everything. Um, but I will give you guys a little backstory behind Randy. And, uh, some people will say, but Albany, how is he the sick fuck? And he's the one who got killed. Randy was a sick little fuck that liked little girls. That's why he's the sick fuck, you know? Um, He, uh, Randy was known for traveling back and forth between Kenosha, Wisconsin, where they lived, and Milwaukee, um, seeking out the company of young black girls and showering them with shit and taking advantage of their young impressionable minds. You know, um, so, you know, of course, you know, Randy had money, so he would go on, like, these sites that are, like, known for, like, like, you know, prostitution and trafficking and all that other shit, um, and he would go actively searching for these young girls, um, and for, actually, you know what, I I want to say, um, whoever wrote that article in the Washington Post, uh, Jessica Contrera, there you go. I'm looking at the article right now. I had to, um, because there's so many things that I took reference from in this article. Um, she, she did, Jessica from the Washington Post, uh, did a pretty good job of, you know, 
uh, highlighting this case and some of the backstory of the case and all that other shit. Um, I, I take, I take, you know, uh, a little bit of, not offense really, but I think it's, it's kind of fucked up some of the wording that she used in the article, but whatever, we'll get to that later. So anyway, back to Candy Pants Randy. Um, Randy, uh, (laughs) he was killed by this young woman, Crystal Kaiser. Crystal was a runaway from home. Um, she had a single mom who had a boyfriend who did too much when he was fucking drunk. Uh, I, I think he like abused her mom and a bunch of other shit. It's, it's, it's one of those stories where you have the girl that's just trying to get away from some bullshit falls into the arms of another bullshitter and ends up reaping consequences that she shouldn't have had to in the first fucking place. Um, she met Randy when she was 16. Randy was fucking 33 years old. Uh, Randy took her in, took her to dinner, showered her with gifts And in return for her company, Randy raped her repeatedly. Uh, Not only that, but it was discovered back in 2018 when Randy was arrested um, that he, this was that, Crystal was not the only young woman that he would do this to even though it was discovered by the police that that she wasn't the only one he would do this to even though it was known in his community that he would go looking for these young girls now my thing is if the community knows something like you have people getting the police called on them for having fucking barbecues for having, for taking pictures of their children, of their babies in parks. Uh, But no one calls the police when they see a child molester molesting children or actively seeking out children to molest. It fucking baffles me. Um, yeah. So, kind of long story short on this one, um, back in 2018, Randy was released from police custody after they had seized, like, all his, you know, computers and shit like that. Um, He was released from police custody on uh, child sex crime charges. Um, And he was released without bail. Normally, I guess, in the state of Wisconsin, there's, like, a $100,000 bail that's supposed to be set for men like this. And uh, Randy was just walked out of the jail no no bail nothing like that just walked out strolled out probably whistling some shit like that um and three months into him being released from jail in february of 2018 um three months into that release the 
Police somehow realized from the confiscated information that they took that Randy had filmed the rape and abuse of over a dozen black girls who were also underage. They magically found this information out three months afterwards. Um, Randy was also under investigation by the DA's office in Wisconsin, I guess, but they just didn't file any paperwork or anything against him. They just kind of just let him stroll around, I guess. Um, and the sarcasm is super real on this for me because it just baffles me how one can have so much evidence in their grasp and still let this man go free. It's insane to me. Um, three months in and a couple, you know, days after being released, um, Randy was shot twice in the head and his house was set on fire with him still in the house um, by Crystal Kaiser, who um, they feel like uh, the DA, mind you, she can, she went to the DA's office and confessed to killing him, killing Randy, uh, to the same DA's office that knew about his prior offenses and didn't prosecute him. So there's that, you know. Um, now that DA's office, that very same DA's office that did not prosecute this disgusting, vile human being in the first place, then go on to say that they believe that Miss Kaiser or Crystal, that they believe that Crystal planned to murder him and, you know, steal his car or whatever, um, which she, in, in all honesty, I guess she, she did take his car. She gave it to her brother, um, after she killed him. So there's that as well. But the thing that is extremely baffling to me in this is she she admitted to killing Randy. She said she did not intend to kill Randy. The reason everything, I guess, what happened in that situation was that um, she told Randy that she did not want to have sex with him that night. So he pinned her down. I guess a struggle ensued and he ended up getting shot twice in the head. And then, allegedly, she set the house on fire. Allegedly. Um, they're not, the DA's office isn't calling this self-defense. They're calling it just flat-out murder. And this, this is why, to loop around, this is why she's on trial for life. And it's, this is the interesting thing to me. Crystal is 19, now 19. Uh, no one paid very much attention. No one even batted an eye with evidence in hand uh, up to this guy who was actively seeking out young underage girls out on the streets and raping and abusing them. Not only doing that, but filming said rape and abuse. Uh, also drugging these girls like it's it's some sick shit 
Randy was a sick-ass individual. And to be perfectly honest, Randy deserved that fucking double tap. So, in... Nobody... There are always two sides to every story, and unfortunately, Randy can't tell his side of the story. But half the, the side of Randy's story that's coming out right now is saying that Randy was a sick fuck. Randy would uh, pay this young woman, um, this young lady, this young girl. Um, he would take her out to dinner, take care of her. The only price to pay for that was having sex with a gross 33-year-old man, whether you wanted to or not. In situations like this, I hear so much about how these young women put themselves in that situation, that they were just as much to blame as Randy was. The only difference is these girls are 14, 15, and 16 years old, and Randy is a grown-ass fucking man who should know better. He should know that a 14, 15, and 16-year-old girl can be easily influenced when they have nowhere else to go. When they're running away from homes of abuse, of sexual assault, or whatever. Whatever the case was that they ran away, regardless of that, they were still being taken advantage of. And that should count for something, shouldn't it? I don't know how many times I've seen Hallmark movies or Lifetime movies where young Sandy has just ran away from her home because boyfriend was beating up on mom and sexually assaulting her. She runs out on the street. She finds that one person who she thinks loves and takes care of her. She's 15. She knows no better. And at the end of the story, she is being called a hero or she's being said that she was rescued from this situation and all that other stuff. And I like, these are stories based off of events that have actually happened because, you know, Lifetime and Hallmark, they do that specifically Lifetime. And I've seen, and we all have seen those movies, whether you've seen the same movie that I saw, you saw the movie because they're all the same. Same story, same plot, same character type, same everything. The only difference in that and this is that when the young lady at the end of the Hallmark movie defends herself and her attacker accidentally gets killed or something like that, then she then ends up getting back home. The mom learns the lesson and now they're drinking eggnog by the fire and unwrapping Christmas presents at the end of those movies. Or her life has been reformed and now she's speaking out against this to other children at high schools and colleges and all that other stuff. But in cases like Crystal Kaiser and even Syntonia Brown who was just recently, last year, this year, last year, released 
from spending 15 years in prison for killing the man that sold her for sex and repeatedly raped her. In these cases, we don't see them being as victims. Even at the beginning of this Washington Post article, which is what the part that I immediately took offense to. It reads as such. Metal cuffs strained against her ankles as she shuffled down the courthouse hallway. She passed her mother, who had grown used to seeing her teen daughter in a jail uniform. She passes activists who saw her as a victim of sex trafficking. There's where I take offense. I mean, while it's great, you know, storytelling and it, it has all of the remnants of a very great opening to a very great book one day. The part where she passed her mother who had grown used to seeing her daughter in a jail uniform seems quite unnecessary to me. In these situations, you always see the backstory of the victim as if their whole life was leading up to this point and you should have known. That's what that says to me. Meanwhile, in the rest of the article, she goes on to talk about how she just wanted to play violin and how her she was abused her she took care of her little brother and sister i think um and how she ran away from home because her mother's boyfriend continuously came back to abuse them even after calling the police several times like even after even after all of this you still have that one sentence at the beginning for people who don't know the backstory to see like oh well she should be in jail because she's a delinquent and all this other stuff that's what i hear when i read that and that's what i took offense to and her passing activist who saw her as a victim she was a victim she was taken advantage of by a grown-ass man and when she tried to stand up for herself, her and the other dozen girls that this man took advantage of, brutally raped and beat on film. And it still is crazy to me how after having all of that information in custody, this man was out on the streets in the first place. I feel like the justice system does not take female victims seriously. You have the cases where the young lady was passed out drunk behind a garbage can 
And the only thing that the defense could say was that this one mistake could ruin the life of the man who was raping her behind that garbage can. It could ruin his life. Fuck her life. It could ruin his life. Because he was on the crew team or whatever the fuck. Like, that's the portion that increasingly makes me feel and believe that the justice system does not give two rats asses about the women that sit in front of them. Because those women's lives will be thumbed over with a fine-toothed comb and they will be completely and totally railroaded for any decision that they have ever made in their entire lives that led them to the point of being in that courtroom. Oh, well, she wore a short skirt, so she was asking for it. Or she went to a party and got drunk, so eh, she should have known better. Or she was a runaway out on the street, so mm, does she really matter? That's what the justice system is saying to our young girls. That's what our justice system is saying to the women of this country. You make one false move or say one wrong thing. And you're just fucked in the eyes of the court. Don't say you like to have sex because that means you're a slut. Like, really? Like, are we still, are we still back in those times? Like, is that, is that what this is? That's what it feels like. It's, it's insane to me that a man like Randy and so many other countless men who are still out there, by the way, men like Randy can get away with anything and be seen as a victim in the eyes of a district attorney who I am more than sure watched those videos of this man beating and abusing these young women, raping these young women while they were drugged up, knocked out, not lucid, that this district attorney can actually stand in a courtroom and say that Crystal should go to jail for the rest of her life for ending a life like Randy Voller. Fucking baffles me. And the district attorney of uh, Wisconsin or whatever, Michael Gravely, Gravely, whatever, is the one who was in possession of the evidence against Voller and waited to prosecute him. 
Good job, Michael. Standing ovation for you, good sir. You did your job, half-assed, and now you want to prove a point to the rest of Wisconsin by using Crystal Kaiser as an example. Because to be perfectly honest, that's what this is. Because sadly, those, uh, those other dozen young women who were on those tapes, I mean, in some ways they got their justice. He's gone. But those other dozen young women that he had, over a dozen actually, that he had on those tapes, we'll never know their names. We'll never know their stories. Because Michael Gravely failed to prosecute a man who was just plainly put one sick fuck. I hope he feels better about himself by actively pursuing and prosecuting this young woman. Seems like he should be completely and totally stripped of his job in the first place for allowing information like this to slip through the cracks and for allowing a man like Randy Voller back out onto the streets when he should have been in a fucking jail cell to begin with. And now we move on to Donald Trump, who was on impeached today for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, I remember when Lil Trump Jr. was going back and forth on Twitter and he, he stated how deplorable it is for a president to be impeached talking about talking to Chelsea Clinton or I think Hillary Clinton at the time on Twitter. How deplorable it is. Well, you're right, sir. It is deplorable. And now Papa Trump joins the ranks of the deplorable. He is the third president in history to get impeached and the internet is in an uproar over on uh, in an uproar basically on whether or not he is going to that impeachment will have done any good whether it would have done anything at all actually I have seen so much on Facebook and Instagram about this subject I have seen so much. It just, it's, oh, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. I've seen people debating other people about what they do and don't know about Congress and what they do and don't know about the systems of government and whatever. Let's be perfectly honest. Half of the people on my Facebook page are 90s children. Half of you pretend like you read shit and you don't really read. 
Half of you only give a shit about a problem until it becomes public. And the other half are just there. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, but I did an immense amount of research before I even dared to open up my mouth. Because to be perfectly honest, I accidentally fucked up and said that Nixon got impeached when he really didn't. He stepped down because he knew he was going to get impeached. He wanted to save the embarrassment. Would have had four presidents impeached, but he saved a little bit of face. But in, in my little flub, my little misquote, I went ahead and did an extensive amount of research. And to be perfectly honest, it angered me more than if I did no research at all. Because in saying that, it is insane to me that our U.S. Constitution can literally highlight and say specifically what impeachment is, the, the, the terms on which someone could get impeached, which it says... The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. But this interested me. What, pray tell, are other high crimes and misdemeanors? So I did a big, bit more digging. And according to Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, the charge of high crimes and misdemeanors covers allegations of misconduct by officials such as perjury of oath, abuse of authority, bribery, intimidation, misuse of assets, failure to supervise unbecoming conduct, refusal to obey a lawful order, blah, 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 blah. The most important part of that, people, was the misuse or abuse of authority, of authority. Authority, sorry, people, authority. Plainly put, abuse of power. And you still have people actively supporting a man who was impeached for the very same thing that is defined in the U.S. Constitution as something that no one in office should be allowed to do it. And no one in that office should continue or remain in that office. Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution clearly states that the president, vice president, whoever, whatever, wherever, whenever, shall be removed from office removed taken away kicked to the fucking curb 
And then you still have the the Trumpers out there sounding the alarm, saying that this man should continue to remain in office. He's done nothing wrong, they say. What? Not Trump. But again, these are the very same people that felt like Trump is quote-unquote being prosecuted worse than Jesus. Shit. So according to the Trumpers of the world and the supporters of the Trumpers, whether or not they're actual supporters or not, or they're just fighting so hard for that seat in office, that Donald J. Trump is being prosecuted worse than a person that was dragged through the streets, is being prosecuted worse than a person that was publicly whipped, apparently, allegedly, is being prosecuted worse than a person who was nailed down to two pieces of wood, is being prosecuted more than a person that was stoned, thrown stones at, laughed at, poked and prodded while up on those two pieces of wood. All of this pales in comparison to what is going on to Donald Trump right now. Damn Christians, how does that feel? That your Lord and Savior, the pain that he felt pales in comparison to the pain that Donald Trump must be feeling right now for a bruised ego. Shit. That must be, that must sting. Just a little. Like, that must hurt. Just a tiny little boo-boo. That baffles me. How, how, how can you compare this to all of that? That was a bold remark. That was a bold remark and a bold comparison made. Jesus, wherever he is, should be turning in his grave. Anyone offended by that? Apparently, you are, le- you are more offended by that than you were offended by the actual comment made in the first place. Feel free to leave your comments in the comment section, upset and crying over my viewpoints. In this argument and in this situation, I do not care. Because what should have been offensive was this man caught on tape saying that he could freely grab women by the pussies. By the pussy. And they would like it because he's rich. What should have been offensive was this man pointing out people in the audience and saying, look at my African American there. What should have been offensive was this man saying that all Mexicans are rapists and drug dealers. What should have been offensive 
was the fact that this man said that if his daughter was not his daughter, he would fuck her. <sighs> that, among everything else that this man has said, it's too many to list, I don't have the time in this podcast, should have been 100% more offensive than me saying what I just said. But I know that I will get several comments, several angry people whenever they get a chance to hear this. If they get a chance to hear this. In an uproar over what I just said. Actually, what really should have been offensive was a president trying to get in a Twitter war with a 16-year-old activist. <laughs> our, our U.S. Constitution, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, Provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and the secure blessing of liberty to ourselves and who our and to our prosperity. Hmm. I mean, at this point, you can completely and totally erase everything else that came before secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity because clearly that's all the people in the Senate will care about their liberty and their prosperity throw out all the words in the Constitution because nothing else matters except for Donald Trump staying in office if that doesn't matter if him being impeached doesn't matter if nothing else that he has said, an offense has mattered. If him saying that a dead man is looking up from hell at his ex-wife, at his widowed wife, excuse me, did not offend anyone at all, why was Colin Kaepernick so offensive? Why is Black Lives Matter so offensive? Why is anyone who stands up for anything that is not a rich white man offensive? Why are women's reproductive rights so offensive? These are the questions that you should be asking yourself. Do the words of the preamble of the Constitution really fucking matter anymore if this man continues to stay in office? To be perfectly honest, you should have been asking yourself that question in the first place when this man got elected. But hey, I am just a lonely wench in Texas on a podcast called The Vaginal Report. I'm just a pussy who shouldn't be speaking. So, what do I know? Eh, hmm. <laughs> Anywho, so, as I said in the very opening, Mary impeach Miss America. Just like those uh, world leaders were taking a little chuckle at Trump, 
if he continues to stay in office, they'll be taking an even bigger chuckle at the entire United States of America. But by all means, sing your Christmas carols, have your fun this year, drink your eggnog, and fuck some shit up. Because at the end of the day, that's all we got anyway. Happy holidays, everyone. And I hope you have a really great new year. I'll see you January 3rd on a brand new year and a brand new episode of The Vaginal Report. This has been a Rabbit Hole production. Bow, 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 bow.